Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we've got a great soccer malicious compliance story. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I remote or not? I live in a four-season state and work in manufacturing, so the story begins when I got this job a couple years ago. I felt bored at my old job as a machine operator and wanted a challenge, so I took a job as a programmer for industrial manufacturing machines at a prototype shop. I had a bit of experience doing fabrication and prototypes, but no experience programming. The company promised me training, self-management, and the ability to work remotely when needed. I've been trained and have some good experience under my belt, but still a lot to learn. No one else at this company does what I do, therefore no one knows the amount of computer work there is. From designing parts or fixtures, quoting, picking tools, designing the process, programming, research and development, etc., we wear a lot of hats, so my job is a little bit of everything. Technically, I work in the back warehouse under two supervisors, my direct supervisor, and then his supervisor slash co-CEO. Since I'm back there part-time and in my office on the computer part-time, I have two supervisors, I guess. It's kind of a weird dynamic and hard to explain, but just know it's poorly managed, micromanaged, and my supervisor and I hate it. Fast forward to a couple weeks ago, there was a snowstorm and the office had a half day. I live about an hour north from the office and usually get more snow than they do. I decided to work remotely for the rest of the day instead of going into the office. I got a lot of work done and I was proud of my accomplishments for the day. I briefed my supervisor on what I did for the day and he said great work. The next few days, my supervisor is trying to implement a progress tracker since we have no way of tracking projects other than me saying how far I got. Just a simple spreadsheet? No problem, I get it. We are a small company and the CEO is a busy guy. He doesn't always know the status, and since we all wear many hats, the rest of the team should know the status also. A few days ago, I had to rush home for an emergency. Something was going on at my house. Not that important to the story, I mentioned to my supervisor that I'll be working remotely the rest of the day. He said something along the lines of, Well, some people didn't like that you worked remote last time. Your job isn't really a remote job. I was a little taken aback since it's probably 75% computer work and I've been slow in the shop while waiting on tools to ship. I defended myself. It's not like I don't do anything, there's still plenty to do. The office was closed and everyone else in the back got a snow day while I worked remotely and someone got mad at that? He agreed with me. It's silly and we both know. I ended up rushing home, getting there late because I was talking about what I should do the rest of the day and how to fill out the tracker spreadsheet so I can prove to the micromanaging CEO that I work. I told him, I've never had to prove to anyone that I'm working before. I went home and ended up taking the rest of the day off anyway to deal with the issues at home and not make anyone upset or question if I worked or not. So yesterday, I got an email that we are closed tomorrow due to weather, work remote if possible. I asked my supervisor, what do I do? He said, well, do this or that, blah, blah. I said, no, I mean, my job's not really remote and everyone else that isn't capable of remote work gets the day off. You expect me to work tomorrow? He gave me a look as if to say, really? I spoke to some other coworkers and they aren't working. Why am I the only one working? Well, guess what? I turned my alarm off. I'm not logging onto my computer and I might monitor emails in case something important pops up. My supervisor jokingly said, 
take a machine home with you to work remote, implying I can't work remotely since I need to run machines. Huh, very funny. I mean, if you can do your job working remote, I don't understand why people are so against that. I mean, I totally understand if it in any way hampers the job or quality of anything that's going on, but just being anti-remote work just to be anti-remote work, or because you want to physically seize people in the office or at the work site, I don't think it encourages you to work the best work you can possibly do. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is Dishwashing slash Kitchen Malicious Compliance 2, the sequel. So, ever since I got promoted to prep cook slash grab and go position after my dishwashing misadventures, a lot has gone on since my last post. After my malicious compliance in the dish pit, it continued on in the grab and go department where I was situated in. It went something like this. I'd walk into work, fresh as a daisy, completely unsuspecting of anything wrong, and suddenly I'd get blamed for the mundanest of things. Side note, I worked with a partner who, for privacy reasons, we'll call her Abby. Abby is someone who helps me with the grab and go. And likewise, if I'm in a pickle, she'll help me. We help each other. Okay, enough said. My boss would blame me for putting insert food item in the fridge and not using it and letting it go to waste. And I would tell her it wasn't me, it was Abby. And then she said, A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Well, it's your area. Alrighty, that can be arranged. Cue sometime in December, Abby left the grab-and-go department. This detail will be important later, leaving me to do grab-and-go by myself. She did chip in when I needed it, but there's only so much she could do when we're slammed. Meanwhile, I made sure to keep my area tidy and put everything in its spot, so nobody could blame me for unnecessary bull. I kept this up every day, except the days I was off and weekends, duh. Nobody complained, not even a single soul. If you follow my posts, you know my boss is narcissistic. This is important because she was no longer abusing me mentally anymore, which was strange, but I ignored it. As long as I actually got to enjoy my job, I could give less of a freak. Which leads me to today. I woke up, got a text six hours ago explaining that boss won't be in till six. Long story shorter, apparently she isn't coming in because she got in trouble due to the high turnover rate, which has been going on for years and other details. I didn't ask her pry, as I feel it wasn't my business to ask. So many people were hired and barely lasted a month before leaving. I lost count after five people. A new boss arrived, and she seems so much better than the previous one. Fingers crossed, anyway. So that's the end of my narcissistic boss. Finally, after years of dealing with her, I can breathe easy. And unlearn some bad habits that I was taught. And let's pray we actually keep people. The end. 
thanks for reading. You must feel like Dobby is free after finally getting away from this boss, who was just making work a terrible experience all around. Our next story is, not allowed to wear coats with hoods? Alright, I'll put up with hypothermia. I, 34-year-old male, work for a company famous for being anti-union, pro-insurrectionist sympathizers, having two registers open with lines longer than the drive through lines at Chick-fil-A. The part of the store I work on is OGP as a dispenser, and during the fall when it's chilly out, we were allowed to wear our hoodies outside, along with heavy coats in the winter. Last week, a rule was implemented saying we are no longer allowed to wear hoodies. Alright, no problem. So I started wearing my heavy winter coat as a substitution, which still had a hood. One of my immediate supervisors, let's call her Karen, also not her real name, because the name I originally used to describe entitled customers is Candice. I had a bad experience with her, but that's a story for another time. She tells me that my heavy winter coat still violates the no hood rule and had to tuck it in. I had a better idea because it was malicious compliance time, so I hung my heavy winter coat up and put my beanie on as the only way to stay warm, since no one was allowed to wear any form of winter clothing unless it was hoodless. The first day I saw myself in the two-way mirror, I couldn't help but think about the Spongebob episode, Can You Spare a Dime? Pantomiming myself shaking a tin can asking, Spare change? Most parents in my generation will know what I'm talking about with the joke. Anyway, back to the story, I started going out in close to freezing temperatures, and some of the delivery drivers started asking me where's my coat. I couldn't help but be honest when they learned we weren't allowed to wear either hoodies or coats with hoodies, and they wouldn't make exceptions for cart pushers and dispensers. This went on for about a week until as of today, we got an update on the no coat no hood rule. Now, dispensers are allowed to wear hooded coats outside again, when dispensing, as long as the safety is visible. I don't know what sparked the sudden change, but I want to think I had something to do with it when telling our delivery drivers and customers about the ridiculous rule change. Knowing this company would rather donate to keep insurrectionist sympathizers in office over having to pay out a possible class action suit. Well, if anybody wants to know what company this is, it's a place where they want you to save money and live better. It might be blue, but you're not supposed to when you walk in the sliding doors and pass the 80-year-old greeter. Just the fact that in freezing temperatures you can wear a jacket just because it has a hood on it is pretty dumb, and if they really wanted to do something about it, issue some actual coats for your employees. Our next story is Procedure Documentation. I used to work for a small company which was acquired by a group of investors, did not do a good job that they are planning to replace everyone with low-skill contractors and sell the company. For all of 2023, they've been pushing us non-stop to update our procedure documentation. Our senior senior manager announced in fiscal year 23 that there will be a monthly quota for procedure documentation. When there was this pushback, his response was that it doesn't always have to be complicated procedures or a perfect procedure. He was always spouting something about not letting perfection get in the way of progress, etc. I was already thinking about leaving to finish my degree, so I immediately began... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market the application process. 
But in the meantime, for most of 2023, I met my quota by documenting the most unnecessary procedures, but I gave them corporate descriptions so it's not immediately obvious. Some of my favorites, how to turn on my computer, accessing information technology resources, how to log on to my computer, utilizing security practices for informational technology resources, how I delete and move files out of Google Drive, allocating digital assets for collaborative processes, how to block your Outlook calendar, automating availability information across Teams, how to request new office supplies from Staples, physical asset procurement, since our team will be let go in any acquisition pretty early in the process, most of the lower level managers left, or were checked out as they job search. My manager had been so distracted that they never reviewed any of my procedures. I asked for feedback on a few real procedures to make it seem like I was doing what they asked, and basically they simply checked off that I've been meeting my quota. I left the job in December and have started school this spring, but I just heard from an ex-colleague who's still with the company, they just discovered my procedures. He just texted me and said that the senior senior manager is furious because other people were basically doing the same thing. And now most of our team is left and they barely have anything documented. I mean, if you come in and you make it pretty clear that whoever is working there, you're going to become redundant at some point or let go but they still kind of keep trying to usher you along. Document your processes. You know, give us the secret sauce of what makes everything work here so we can pay people way less to just follow the bullet points. Unless you're like working in a place where there's an illegal requirement for you to give that information up or document it, who's actually going to give their all for this sinking ship? Who's there still scooping water out to the desperate end rather than already scouring the ship for the next available lifeboat? Our next story is, okay, you win. We will practice and play on the other field. Several years ago, I coached a kid's soccer team. It was a community recreation league with volunteer coaches with a focus on fun and equal playing time. There were two fields next to a school. The third field is a two-minute walk away and hidden behind a thick stand of trees invisible from the two fields. One would never know it was there, but it did have a small parking lot next to it accessible only by a rarely used, poorly maintained back lane. Most people would park in the school lot and walk the two minutes along the path through the trees. The two fields next to the school were typical school fields, not particularly well-maintained, uneven, and definitely not regulation-sized, typical school fields. The third field was regulation-sized, perfectly maintained, had new bleachers, and was maintained like a professional field with regular waterings, cutting, and seating. It was the groundkeeper's pride and joy. It was the first day of the new season, and my team of 10-year-olds, the Brown Pandas, our t-shirts were brown with pandas on them, showed up for our first practice. Except there was another team on our assigned field. A team of talented players with matching socks and shorts were all wearing cleats and in their late teens. I approached the coach and explained that he was on our field and that his field was a two-minute walk away down the path. He politely told me to take a hike. He was there first and that was that. So, not looking for any confrontation, I took my team to the really nice field, the parents had bleachers to sit in, and we had a great time on the big boy field. After the practice, the groundskeeper slash convener asked me why we were practicing on this field. I told her what happened with the other coach. She told me she asked the other coach to switch fields also. He told her to get stuffed, and that was his field. Two days later at our second practice, his team was on our field again. The convener called me over to talk to her and the other coach. She stated, Just to confirm, for the rest of the season you are switching fields with the brown pandas on the far field and your team on this field here? 
Yeah, this is our field and the little kids will be on the far field. He looked at us arrogantly. Fine by me, I stated, grabbed my big net sack of balls and trudged over to the professional field. Two glorious weeks passed when, during practice, the other coach came over with his team and saw our field. He approached me and told me that we needed to switch fields. I laughed in his face. Go get the convener over so we can discuss. I turned my back on him and probably did something like tie a kid's shoe or dry some tears. Remember, they were 10-year-olds. His team started trying to use our field. One of the brown pandas was scared of the bigger kids and started crying. A couple of parents stepped in and started shooing them away before one of the 10-year-olds got hurt. He returned with his entire team and the covener. She was beaming. She asked him if he remembered our conversation two weeks ago. He started to argue. She told him that we were keeping with the terms of that agreement and to go back to his own field. Go on, scoot, I remember her saying. We had our first game the next week. All the brown panda parents were in attendance watching their children playing soccer on a beautiful field with semi-comfortable seating and a working scoreboard. As we left, we walked by the other team playing on a muddy, undersized field. They eventually changed their game dates and times so that they could use the big field but had to practice on the old field. The brown pandas never had to set foot on the older field all season. I can't lie, hearing this story, every time I heard OP say brown pandas, I was just thinking of like the backyard sports games if anybody's ever played those, or alternatively Legends of the Hidden Temple, thinking about the best team, the Silver Snakes. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.